So we are doing a little Advent series right now. And this particular series, I'm calling it The Humble King. Today we're talking about The Humble King of Peace. And this is an Advent series. Advent really means coming. We're talking about Jesus coming uh, the first time and how he entered the scene and how amazing it was and all that he's done. And this is what we celebrated Christmas. And we're, um, we're doing Advent series like a big chunk of the church does this time of year. I like sometimes to you know, know that we're part of something bigger uh, and what it means. We just spent a whole series talking about being the church and, and so we're, we're being the church together today. The four main topics in Advent uh, historically have been hope and peace and joy and love. No particular order. Um, they get moved around but those are the big four things that we talk about and churches all over the world will be speaking on those things. Yeah, they're going to all approach them different ways. I mean, it's not like they send us a script. Uh, that would be kind of funny, one big script, but we don't do that. So you're going to hear my take on it. But uh, we're going to talk about peace today and how Jesus is the humble king of peace. And I, I just think how amazing it is that, that at Christmas, you know, that, that God pours peace into the world in an infant who comes. And, and how, just how cool that sort of thought is as we go through it. So scripture reading. Uh, oh no, jokes, sorry, almost skipped right past the jokes. Some of you would have been so disappointed, but not all of you. These are very bad, so thank you in advance. Did you hear that Arnold Schwarzenegger will be doing a movie about classical music? He'll be Bach. Bach. He'll be Bach. The rotation of the earth really makes my day. It appeals to a small group of you, but... We're talking about peace today. I read an article that says the way to achieve inner peace is to finish the things that we start. And that resonates with me because I'm always talking about finishing our circles and how important that is. So today, I finished two bags of potato chips, a pecan pie, and half a gallon of ice cream. And I feel great. No, I didn't do that, obviously. Sometimes we think that's the way to peace, and it's not. But we'll talk about the way that is today. Our scripture reading, uh, this has been the same one. It will be throughout this Advent series. It, this is just such a powerful passage. I want to make sure that we continue to put it in there and, and get it deep into our spirits. It's Philippians 2, 1 through 11. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion... Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset or attitude as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped or used to his own advantage, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, uh, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself. By becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place 
and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge or confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, and blessed be the word of the Lord. In verse 7, powerful little passage, it says that Jesus made himself nothing. And, and I like to think about that and dwell on what that means and what that looks like. In, in other words, Jesus made himself so small, if you would, so not the center of attention that he virtually disappeared unless you were looking for him. But sometimes the smallest things have the greatest impact. And I, I think, you know, about how, how a grain of sand that finds its way into an oyster can become this beautiful pearl. Sometimes the smallest things make the, the most beautiful, bring about the most beautiful results. And, and that's sort of what we talk about when we talk about our humble king at Christmas. Uh, the prophet Isaiah said this, For to us, Isaiah 9, 6, a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace, of the greatness of his government, and peace, there will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The, the Christmas story is the story of the humble king who made himself nothing and yet becomes the peacemaker for all of us in this life. And, and my hope, my desire for you, this, this Advent season as we run up to Christmas, is that you would know this peace. This peace that passes understanding. This peace that Jesus came for us to have. And there's, there's three areas that I, I want to talk about today. Three important relationships that this peace impacts. It, it's about our being at peace with God. Being at peace with with ourselves and being at peace with others and how important that is and we'll see how Jesus makes that possible with all that he's done uh, as he comes to us at Christmas and so let's talk about those three things together first one this uh, I want to talk about peace with God and when I talk about peace understand this that that I'm not just talking about the absence of conflict in our lives. You, you see, sometimes people think that's what peace means. When, when all of your circumstances line up into this place where everything is good, and the problem is, uh, in, a, in, a, in a broken world, on a, you know, in a fallen world, on a broken planet, that just doesn't happen all that often, where all of your circumstances are just right. But, but God's peace passes understanding. It's, it's not about the absence of conflict. It's about the presence of God. It's about His presence. So that in the midst of circumstance, we're to experience peace. And that's what we're talking about in this time. So the first is our peace with God. This is the, the most basic, fundamental, foundational peace that happens. Uh, the thing that we need, the, the part of this whole idea, is to be at peace with God. Without that in place, everything else is temporary and superficial at best. So this is where it all starts, being at peace with God. And listen to what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Now, that's an important concept. That's a very important verse. Whenever we, you, you know, you'll hear me stop whenever I get to that word justified. It's one of those words I stopped at because I want to make sure that you don't pass over it and what it means. The idea of justification. Last week we talked about hope and I said it has the idea in it of glorification, which is a very important thing. It's our future hope. But justification is about what happens when we come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, when we decide we're going to follow Him, that, that we're going to give our life to Him, and we invite Him to be the Lord and Savior of our lives. At that moment, this amazing thing happens, and, and the term for it is being justified, justification. How you remember that, it's just as if you'd never sinned. Now, it's hard for us to grasp how amazing this is, but at that moment, when you give your life to Jesus, you're a new creation, and God, from that moment on, chooses to see you in the perfection of His Son. He, his, Jesus' righteousness is imputed to us. God sees us in that process. It's, it's overwhelming. The enemy never wants you to get a hold of that idea because he wants to beat you up all the days of your life with guilt and shame, and he doesn't want you to step into what that really means, that identity you have now in Christ, but you're justified. Just as if we'd never sinned. We're at peace with God now. We're, we, he's with us. He's for us. He's got us. He's given us a life now and forever. It's an amazing, amazing relationship that we have with God. And, and He wants us to walk in that and to live that out. That's what the idea is about being justified. And it happens when you come and give your life to Jesus. And at that same point, another amazing thing happens is the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you. And, and He begins this process of sanctification, which is what we're living out. And we're going to talk more about that next week. We talk about joy because of that process. But you need to settle in this idea that you're justified through faith. You couldn't earn it. You couldn't work for it. You certainly didn't deserve it. None of us did. But, but simply by coming and accepting what Jesus has done for you to be reconciled to God, you, in fact, are reconciled to Him. You now have life in Him. That's the idea behind justification. That's so important. Have that peace so that it impacts us in every area of our lives. So we're at peace with God. Because of that, because of the peace with God that we have, we can now be at peace with ourselves. This is point number two. And this is another big deal. It's something that God wants you to have, to be at peace with yourself. We sang a song today. Uh, well, we sang two songs. You know, it is well. One, one's new and one's a classic. And, you know, my, my hope is this, that when you sing a song like that, that it's not just words that we're singing, but, but you get it. It is well with my soul. Because of who Jesus is, because of this life, because I'm justified, because of all these things, even though circumstances might be different, difficult, it's well with me. And, and that's so important that we get. And we get that by being at peace with God. We can then be at peace within ourselves, peace with our souls. And there's, there's some areas that are really important that, that we're talked about in Scripture. But one of them is at peace in our heart, we're at experience, and one is peace in our minds. And, and so we want to be at rest there in the process. And, and so the, the first little point there, point A, is about peace in your heart. And listen to what Jesus says in, in John 1427 powerful he says peace I leave with you my peace I give to you I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid 
See, Jesus gives us his peace. Think about what Jesus went through while he lived here. Uh, and what an amazing life he had. And, and he was like the center of this cosmic battle of everything that was going on. And all sorts of things happened. And, you know, he went through the gamut of things. He, you know, he was betrayed and, and hard things happened. But he also experienced this amazing life. And he had great relationship with his disciples. I, you know, I want you to think of Jesus and think that, that he enjoyed his life. You know, there was, there was some amazing parts to it. I, I love to think about Jesus laughing and smiling and journeying with his disciples and how powerful that was and all in the midst of all the other stuff that was going on. But, but he was at peace. You can see it throughout the scripture. And he gives us that peace that we're to have. And, and our hearts are not to be troubled. And, and, you know, if your hearts are troubled, you're not experiencing the peace of God. See, what does that mean? Heart, heart, you know, being not at peace. I think about this. Have you ever had that sort of uh, an, a feeling like dread that kind of comes on you and it just sort of settles in you in this area? When the Bible's talking about the heart, it's really talking about the center of who we are. There's just that thing that goes on and, and it sort of seems to come out of nowhere and yet can, can really be unsettling. Or, you know, sometimes it's talked about not being afraid. Sometimes that'll come on us and it doesn't really make sense. And, and so we're not experiencing the peace of God in our hearts. And then he also says that we're to have peace in our minds. That's B, peace in your mind. Uh, I have a friend that I was talking to this week who's in a very, very difficult situation. That's, that's all I'll say about it. And we were talking about peace. And, and he actually sent me this verse and how it's been helping him. And, and in this situation, to know that the peace of God is available to us is fascinating. He said, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. If, if your mind is spinning, do you ever have... Do you ever have that situation where your mind just keeps hanging on to things and then starts overworking them and then starts making them bigger than they are and then you start sort of uh, having all these possible outcomes? Nobody, right? And, uh, you're, and you're, you're just, you can't seem to let it go. And you, you, see, that you're, when that's happening, your mind is not at rest. Your mind is not at peace. And, and we experience those things. And, it, you know, it's anxiety that comes with that and it's worry that comes with that and all this stuff. And so, so if we're not settled in our hearts if we have that sort of dread feeling or our minds just won't stop and, and, and we can't seem to get a hold of what we know. What we have to understand is this, this is that peace is found in His presence. That's see, There's peace in His presence in this process. And so, you know, that's found as we kind of settle ourselves back in Him. When we're not experiencing that peace, when we're all unsettled in our hearts or in our minds, it, it generally means that we've gotten ourselves back at the center of the story. We sort of made ourselves the focus. And, and, and we have to remember that it's his story. There's a bigger story to it. But, and when we're there in the process, you know, we're, we're far more apt to do things that we shouldn't because um, we'll start trying to turn to things for comfort. Uh, let, me, let me tell you, throughout the course of my life, I have turned to a lot of different things for comfort when I felt that way. And even though there might be some momentary sort of relief, it doesn't last the way it's supposed to. Those are things that, that we turn to are not generally good for us in the process. We need the presence of God. And, and so there's different ways that our peace gets impacted. I was sharing with the other groups, uh, and, and maybe this one won't apply to you, but um, you ever get irritated? 
No, okay. Well, I'm just going to tell you anyway. Because sometimes I get irritated. It's like I'm being poked. Is that even a better description? You ever feel poked? Poke? And then another poke right after it? It can happen anywhere to me. It can happen, obviously, driving down the road. But it can happen. And I can feel it. Now, one thing about having lived for a while is I sort of learned to not lash out when I'm feeling irritated. Um, because I always regret that. Anybody here ever? So I don't. But, but I'm still irritated. And people that know me well can tell, and then they generally will say to me, are you okay? And they give me that look, and I go, yes, I'm fine, of course, perfectly fine. I have no issues. And then you do one of those, you know, ever, camera, you see, yeah, perfect. But I'm not. But here's, here's, if you just kind of wait, hang on to it for a moment, and then go, listen, I'm irritated. And, and that's, not God where, that's not where He wants me. I don't need to be irritated. And there's usually things that are so small that it doesn't make any difference. It has no eternal consequence whatsoever. It's ridiculous little things. I'm just being poked. That to me is a... The, the reality is that's where you step back and you press into His presence. You just say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm out of sorts right now. I'm obviously at the center of my own story. I don't want to be here. I want to live this story out for You. God, I need You now. I need more of You now in my life. And, and all of a sudden, there's that presence of God which brings his peace with it. And, and it changes everything. And all those things that seem to be an irritant just kind of go away after a while. Because they're, they're, they're not something that you need to hang on to. And see, that's why it's so important to be at peace with ourselves. We can have it. If we're not, we need to understand, hey, some of this is an attack. I need to step up. I need to get myself back into the presence. I need my perspective to be changed. I want a throne room perspective. And I'm going to dig into that by digging into the Lord. And He settles our hearts and our minds. I love what He says in Philippians 4.7. Most of you know this verse. I always read it out of the NIV. But this is out of the message paraphrase. I just like that, that uh, Eugene Peterson kind of expanded it a little for us to think about it. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. See, that's what we battle back through. That's what we engage in. We want His peace. And when, when we press in and he's, you know, His presence is real to us and we understand it's His story, we get to experience once again that, that peace that comes with the process. This Christmas, take your anxieties and all the mess that comes with it and take them to Jesus and, and let Him fill you with this peace. And then He'll, he'll use that to help you be a peacemaker with others. This is point number three. Be at peace with others. And this is an important, important thing. And yet this is the one that's sort of most out of our hands. Um, see, if we're not at peace with God, what we need to do is we need to come and we need to ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of our life. We, we need to just get right with Him. It's, you know, it's, I need to explain this to somebody. So, so let me tell you what that means. It just means that you sort of come to that moment where you recognize that you're not connected to God, that your, your, your life, your, the sins in your life, things have separated you from God. And God wants you to be reunited to Him. He wants you to be reconciled to Him. And the way that we do that is we just accept 
what Jesus has done for us on the cross. We understand, and it's an amazing thing, that God came at Christmas, that Jesus came, lived this perfect, sinless life, willingly went to the cross on our behalf, and there he, he gave his life for ours. And then he is buried, he defeats death, and he rises again. And all of what he's done makes it possible for us to be reconciled to God. Our whole part in that is just responding to it in faith. That's our part. We don't earn it. We don't work for it. We just respond to it. And so when I, when I talk about that, somebody needed to hear me explain that a little more. It's just this place where you sort of honestly say to God, God, I get it. I'm, I'm a mess. I'm broken. Like everybody else here, I've sinned. Will you forgive me? Which he does. And then you invite Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life. And, and there's, there's some of you need to do that today. So, so, you know, that's sort of that process. Well, if you're not at peace with God, you can just pray that and you can, you can make that happen. You can do that today. Um, if you're not at peace within yourself, well, you, you, I just explained to you, that's sort of a, a battle. You just press back into the presence of God and He will settle your heart and your mind in Him so we can deal with that. Our relationships with others... Because it's other people, they sort of got to want to get involved in the process too. I love what Paul says here, Romans twelve eighteen, because he clarifies it very well. If it is possible, he says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. For some people just aren't going to let you live at peace with them. You know, I figured out some, some point in time that, that uh, some people just don't like me. I'm shocked. But it happens. And it's going, to be, it's going to be that way. There's just those things sometimes. You just have to deal with it. But as far as it's on me, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to egg that on. I don't want to put myself in a place where people aren't going to like me. Um, but sometimes it happens. I think, you know, at Christmas sometimes families get together and there's these things that happen. And there's tension. And there's sometimes tension that's been going on for years. And oftentimes it's over little things. Sometimes it's big things, and that's okay. I get the big things need to, if they're not being dealt with, then, then there needs to be some, you know, space. But for little things, don't let little things divide you and your families and your friends. Just everybody's got to get bigger than that and, and deal with it. So, so you know, I, listen to this. I love this. Get rid, the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 4.31, of all bitterness, rage, Anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. If that describes sort of your Christmas family dinner table, <laughs> somebody got some work to do, you know what I'm saying? Let us start with you. Be kind. How do you do it? Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. See, see, that's sort of the process. Where we can, that, that's what we need to be doing. Where we can, like I said, little things, please. Big things, I get. There's a different range of stuff that we'll have to talk to at some point. But the little things, just deal with those so that we don't experience that. Because we need to, we need to be people that exhibit this peace in the world around us. The world around us desperately needs to know the peace of God. We live in a, in a time when that's not what people are experiencing. It's fear and anxiety and worry and stress. You look at what's going on around us and look where people are at and everything is just, they're stressing, they're just anxious over everything. All the news is negative. It's just this constant bombardment of bad, 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 bad. And people in the world need to know that there is a place that's not like that. There is a good news and that we have that good news. And that good news brings peace. And so if we're not experiencing peace, we can't share it with others. I was reading in my Bible. It's 12.05. I'm going a few minutes long. So I had this thing happen. I was cleaning out my office the other day. And up on a shelf, 
I, I have lots of Bibles, but there was a, box, uh, a Bible in a box. And I remembered I had bought that years ago when, when the NIV sort of changed a little bit. I grabbed a hold of a, a, an old copy because I liked it so much. And I had left it in the box. I had never opened it. And I pulled the box down, and it was still in its shrink wrap. And I was like, today's the day. I opened it up. Now, most of the time when I read the scripture, I read it all the time. I read it on my computer, on my device. But there was just something about, ooh, this is fun. It was a nice, big, giant print one, too, which is really good for me. And I opened it up. And I'd been just enjoying reading it, you know, holding it. And even, this sounds going to be weird, but it smells good. And because and, uh, it's new. It won't always smell like that. I was reading this morning in Matthew 5, and I actually highlighted it. It was so powerful early this morning. It's Matthew 5:14. It says, you are the light of the world. And we're to let that light shine into the world around us so it makes a difference. So that, that people can praise God and respond, understanding it's the Father. That's what peace is, like part of that light. It should just be radiating out of us so that it impacts the world around us. And it's part of the message and it's part of the hope that we have at Christmas. It's something that the humble king came to bring us. Rest in his peace, know his peace, and let that peace pass through you into the world around us. Amen? Ministry team, those of you here might head over the wall. People on the way over here, the wall, they're here to pray for you. If you need prayer for anything, they'll make sure that you get it. But uh, let me pray for you as a group, and then we can dismiss and... We can have lunch. and oh, it's a good lunch, too. I think it's meatloaf and fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. And, and beans, green beans. There you go. Papa, thank you for your amazing love for us. You're such an awesome, awesome God. Thank you for peace that passes understanding. Thank you for this amazing adventure that you put us on. And God, as we continue to press in to you, Lord, let it not just be us that changes, but, but let it impact the world around us for you, that you would bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area, that hundreds and thousands of people would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. We pray again this morning for every church in this area where your word is preached. We ask that you would bless them abundantly with everything they need to fulfill the mission you've given them. We ask for your continued abundant blessing on us, God, to fulfill the mission you've given us of one more, just one more lost child back to you, to just one more. Thank you for including us in your amazing story in this time and place. You're, you're a good God. If you need prayer for anything this afternoon before you go, folks over there pray for you. Healing, relationships, problems, finances, situations, let them pray for you. There's some of you today, you haven't made that connection with Jesus yet. I described it. You need to take a step and make it today. Just go over there to the wall and tell somebody, I need to know Jesus. If that was you and you know who it is, don't leave without doing it. It's that that important. Best decision you'll ever make. Just encourage you to go and let somebody know, I want to know Jesus. And they'll lead you through a simple prayer. So if you need prayer for that or for anything, make sure you get it. If you're going to stay and have lunch, Lord, thank you for the food you provided. Bless it. Everybody that makes it possible. You're such an awesome and amazing God. We love you, God, with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Praise God from whom all bless.
Ghost. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. And go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Remember, be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to dad. Prayer is there. Lunch is in the back. As you go, drive safely. Be kind to one another in the parking lot. Have a great day. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. See you later. Bye. Thanks for watching this broadcast from Keys Vineyard Community Church in Big Pine Key, Florida. Be sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.